You're listening to It's Still Happening, the ancestral healing podcast for those of us who are creating lives of freedom, abundance, and belonging in the world and for cultural change. It's me, Ash Johns, your guide, host, and hopefully inspirational muse, who also happens to be a spiritualist, coach, strategist, and water worshiper. If you've been questioning your purpose, noticing some reoccurring generational patterns in your own life, and desire healing, transformation, and forward movement, you're definitely in good company, my friend. Welcome to my show. Welcome back to the show, or welcome to the show. If this is your first time here with me, I'm really glad and excited for this episode five, and I want to actually get into a little bit of an update on life before we do our tune in and get into today's topic. So what's happening in my world? I've been doing a lot of healing, 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 healing. On my physical body, I had a cold, then I got tonsillitis. (laughs) And this is actually my first time getting sick since I moved back to the States. So the three years I've been here and in this warm, beautiful tropical Florida weather, which is not warm and tropical right now, it is definitely like highs of 70, which I know some of you up north are like, bitch. But yes, I am now a tropical gal and anything lower than 80 is a problem. <laughs> it's cute. I'm like, oh, I get to put on boots and like my little puffy jacket. My mother is like, girl, that is spring weather. And I'm like, it's cold. I have the heat on at night when it's 54 degrees. So I've been tending to my body. I also have been having what I'm calling Sisterhood Saturdays, which this past week went from like Saturday to Wednesday of connecting with women who can hold me and I hold them, who we inspire each other, who are real, just hella real and tender and loving and strong and inspiring. And that's been doing a world of greatness in healing sisterhood wounds and woman wounds. I think this is a year of building up from the rubble and that includes our relationships and it requires our relationships in my opinion because everything around us is crumbling and what do we have if we have nothing and that is each other ourselves and each other and that also includes the relationship to our spirits so a shout out to the folks y'all know who you are with whom hold sacred space and secret space with me and our sisterhood i honor and i appreciate all of y'all And besides that, Ziggy is still ziggying. He's curled up by my feet right now. (laughs) And we did watch everything going down at the Capitol in the United States here with our government. And it really inspired the topic of today. So let's tune in. Wherever you are, please... I trust that you can do this in a way that is safe for you, whether you're operating a vehicle or, as I always say, holding a precious little child. Just be safe in this tune-in and do it in whatever way feels good for you. Take a moment and take some deep breaths with me. Thank you for allowing us to come together. Thank you for allowing me to speak into the future and the past. Thank you for the ways in which we continue healing and coming together, exploring and walking in our unique paths. 
May all the ears and the hearts that come across this particular audio be inspired and touched. May any truths that resonate for them and their becoming be met in well spirits and good vibes. Let my voice carry beyond what I can even imagine. Let me step into leadership and sharing in a way that is so beautifully authentic and absolutely grounded. Add your own prayer or intention at this time. As I continue breathing and just landing in this room, in this place, at this time, being able to give our full attention to this episode or this moment, even if you're multitasking, Gratitude in your ability to do multiple things, to live in multiple places at once, and still be whole. (sighs) Blessings on this day, this evening, this moment. Thank you. All right, y'all. So let me pull up my handy dandy notebook, which is on my, I have no idea how I was operating. And I don't even want to say this because everyone's going to be like, that's right. <laughs> I'm about to start a little phone war here, but I don't know how I was operating with an Android in my business. I don't. And I love Android. I love Google, even though the whole privacy things and all that stuff with Google, but I do appreciate how useful it is as it relates to using Google and Android. Here's the thing. Now that I switched over to Apple, everything is so synced up that I so appreciate that. And the AirDrop, content creating is so much easier that I'm not downloading, uploading, moving over here. It's just like send it from my phone to my laptop, from my laptop to my phone. I appreciate that. So as I was saying, I was pulling up my handy dandy notes on my iPhone, on my special iPhone. And this is episode five, which I think is interesting. I was sitting back being like, what the hell am I talking about, y'all? What are we talking about? And they're like, remember, we gave you this about a week ago. And I was like, oh, yeah. And then I got really busy. So I'm actually late recording this episode, but totally on time. (laughs) I'm sitting with my Moroccan mint tea. I've got my miracle magnet mug in my office. Mm. I'm wearing a muted rust orange sweater, turtleneck sweater. It's some blue jeans, my pink fluffy house shoes, and I'm with y'all. So yeah, as I was looking at the topic, I was like, oh, this is so fitting because what I see is 2020, the number, and I think I've said this potentially in earlier episodes and in other platforms. But 2020, as we all know, was the year of shocking. It was like, what is going on? The number four, it broke up our foundations. It asked us to look at our foundations. It asked us to look at our relationships, our ways of making a living. It was just like, oh, all of that comfort is fake. And I want you to create real comfort. And we did. We were in our homes. A lot of us invested more in our homes. I sure did. I bought things that made me feel comfortable. Even though I was always a homebody, I just it up a little bit more as I know a lot of us did because we were, you know, spending more time there. We needed more organizational skills, more respective boundaries if you live with other people and so on. 
And so 2021 to me and this energy of five is really about building up. It's that, I don't know about y'all who play bones, but to me, I reference a lot of things through the dominoes because that's the numerical dots and digits that I see things. As a little kid, side note, I've always matched numbers, digits, shapes, patterns, colors, and letters together. They all carry a similar vibration. And so I kind of match them into this coding thing that I've done since I was a little kid. Maybe I'll share that with y'all one day. When I look at the number five and feel into the number five, I see us breaking through the fogginess of what 2020 brought to our feet and choosing to stand in strength and integrity and authority to come together and build anew, like very strongly. We now have We'll go through a process of rebuilding the four outer dots, right, of the foundation. And then there's that middle dot in the middle that's like, all right, now we're going up. Now we're putting the sword in the middle of the ground. And this is the declaration. I wrote about this in my recent newsletter. If you're on the email list, if not, get on it. Also get on it because it's the only way you can get an invitation to my insiders community. And that is where I show up weekly to share insights and inspiration and musings of my life. And there's no way to get on that or to choose to join it. It's a monthly thing. It's what some people would say is a Patreon, but for me, it's more about the writing and the connecting. So it's not a Patreon. It's actually not on a Patreon platform at all. But it is a space to get in more depth with some of the things that I talk about in my my mind. <laughs> and I'd probably, eh, I would say, yeah, less formal way, potentially. Yeah, not potentially. That's true, y'all. That's true. Anywho, getting back to this. So... 2021 to me is like, listen, y'all saw what happened. It's not going to stop. We're only moving forward. It's only going to intensify. And that's not to invoke fear. It's to actually call you into power, to call you into your abilities, to call us into our relationships, our connections, our abilities to live and thrive, not shrink and survive and work with the reductive pieces or elements of life, but to create the abundance that we know we all need, want, and desire. And so, yeah, in the email that I sent out, I was like, now is the time. Don't rest. Don't hope and pray. Don't pause. Don't watch. Like, yeah, still watch, still hope for something else and be in action and be in action from a place of there are so many possibilities right now. There's so many possibilities in all of this craziness all of this destruction, all of this, like just otherworldly or old worldly, really actions based on fear. It breaks up the ground to create something new. And I deeply believe in that this podcast is called it's still happening because this shit is still happening. Whenever old ideas are being challenged, whether that's you sitting in therapy on a personal level or us looking at cultural and societal and political ways of operating that have been in place for far too long, the body starts to shake and our collective body in the world, and especially in the United States right now, is shaking. Shit is shaking. And so not only is it still happening, it is happening again. And this is what really blew my mind as I was sitting back and looking at the uh, news. I was like, you know what? This shit really is cyclical. And again, just like in your personal process, personal healing and development process. You know, there's this idea in our minds that we go through a quote unquote test or we get a breakthrough or clarity comes and we think that we are now over that experience. We've moved forward. We understand it. I've overcome that. I've mastered it. 
And no, you've mastered it in that moment and that time and the person that you are at that moment in time. Yet that exact same scenario will come back around to you again because you deepened as a person and it's going to present itself in another way. It always does. There's nothing new under the sun. We just learn how to work with, work around, overcome it, pick it out, like be aware of it before it obliterates our way of existing. And so as I'm seeing these, I'm not going to call names, people (laughs) storming the Capitol and doing all these things. And now Trump is impeached for a second time. I'm like, oh, okay. So as you know, a lot of my communities online, they're like, yeah, America is just America-ing. Like this is not new. It's not. But the way that it's happening is new for this moment in time. We haven't had all this technology in the past when it's happened. We haven't had all these ideas floating around, touching all corners of the world. We haven't had every country witnessing the smoke and mirrors of this country at this time, right? It's always been word of mouth. You can kind of twist it. You can send a letter carrier. It had to go over the boat that took six months to get there and half the people died. Like there were all these other things that were happening when we would see this or when it was happening so blatantly in our history. So it's happening again. It's still happening and it's happening differently. And those three points is really important because There are certain things about this country that I'm not going to lie. After I moved out and didn't live here, moved out, (laughs) I'm leaving America. But I did. I was like, I'm not moving back. I don't even care. To be really honest with y'all, like really, really honest, I even stopped paying my student loans back. I was like, fuck that. I'm not living there. I don't give a shit about no FICO score. (laughs) Joke's on me. I had to come back and clean all that shit up. But I really was. I was just like, I'm not going to mess with America. I don't feel free in that land. And after living elsewhere and seeing what America truly is through the lens of a free expat on someone else's land, right? I was like, oh, it is a shit show over there. And I do have opportunity and privileges that I did not see because I was under the spell of America's history that I couldn't see my sovereignty in the country that has given me the papers to move the way that I can move. That statement alone is a tangly, like I see it as a a tangled necklace. You know, someone would even say a tangled chain if we, if we want to connect it to the history of my ancestors on this land. But it's tangly because there are some freedoms in there and those freedoms are attached to ideologies that oppressed and still continue to oppress. And so as a Black woman, as a woman, as an African-American being here, I'm always negotiating how much I want to participate, how much energy I want to give to thriving in this country while I am playing with these same things that are destructive to me and others. And how much do I want to completely disassociate and live on the fringe or outside of the bubble? It's constantly this negotiation in my life and in my business. And the truth is, you know, I did, I was able to do a lot and live wonderfully outside of this country on the other side of the world. And I never felt that I had stability. And that is what today's episode is about. It is about creating stability within ourselves and with each other and in our relationships in a way that creates a brighter future, regardless to if it is abundant or not. And what do I mean by that? We can be stable as much as we want. There will always come a moment of famine and drought. So when we're feasting, we can enjoy it knowing that the other side has to come. And we can save and plan as much as we can. And at the end of the day, 
we're still going to feel it because that is the checks and balances. That is the ebb and the flow of this earth. And so the only thing we're trying to do is to believe in our ability to get through drought and famine through the death cycles as we die, because that's true. We don't get through them while we're living. We're living, but we're still dying in them. You feel me? To trust ourselves to get through them as opposed to trying to avoid or annihilate them, to make them obsolete because it's impossible. And that's what catches us up. When we are trying to avoid any type of quote unquote suffering, as opposed to knowing that it is an innate requirement to this living experience, we are playing ourselves. So when people say they want to go back to things being normal again, or the back to the way things were, I'm like, you're missing the whole point. There is no going back. This is forward movement. This is innovation time. This is rooted into what we have forgotten and what we know about thriving and surviving, right? And apply that in a way that opens up opportunities for you and me and us moving forward. That's what 2021 to me is about. So, you know, I wrote about this, as I said, again, in the newsletter. It was interesting. I always look at the number of unsubscribes. (laughs) I ain't gonna lie. I do. I be like, hmm, scroll, scroll, scroll. Less about the people I'm interested in. The more I get honest about what I think and what I see and what spirit shares with me, I wonder how it resonates. There is a visionary aspect, an otherworldly aspect about my existence and how I work with my spirits that sometimes are before the times for where we are in culture at the moment. And so as I sit in my shit around that, I'm always interested in how it's resonating or how it's landing with others. And so I saw a lot of people unsubscribe. I felt the vibration underneath that was misconstrued. And I want to say that now. When I say now is the time to build and grow and to lean in, it's not about pressure or you better show up because the whole world is crumbling. It's not a fear-based thing. It's actually an inspired, opening, expansive, look at what we can do, y'all, energy. It is a, if you are waiting and hoping that things will be different and you will be saved or the government will get better or you're, you know, someone will bail you out or, you know, your company's not going to let you go or whatever it might be. You are, in my opinion, setting yourself up for more shock and struggle. And that's not what I want. I can tell you the number of years and the number of times I would say when I was working in advertising and branding, I was like, I am done with this. I am ready to go. I can't take it. But I'd be like, well, two more checks or let me do this or after I do this or blah, 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 blah. And I would wait and wait and wait. And it would be all the way. I never got fired. I've always quit. (laughs) Let me say that because I got a little bit of pride. But it would always be at the very end, like when I had no other choice, then I was like, I'm out drop this mic. It wasn't elegant. It wasn't smooth. I didn't opt into the situation. Most times I would wait until I couldn't bear it anymore. And that's what I'm saying. Let's not do that. That is trained human trauma response behavior, which I appreciate because it's trying to keep us safe, but in it trying to keep us safe, it's actually creating more harm. If we proactively opt into the adventure, we set ourselves up for so much wonder and so much play and so much excitement and so much reverence of what's deeper inside of us calling us into a better way of being inside our spirit and with our spirits. I used to work with a fellow named Chad, shout out Chad, if you ever listen to this, who was trained in like profiling people. I think he did this FBI training thing. Chad, correct me if I'm wrong, but I remember you pulling me aside when I was quitting my career and moving to Bali 
And he was like, let me tell you what's different about you. And I was like, do tell me. I thought he was going to be like, you're one of those millennials who can't ever dot, 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 dot. And he was like, no, you are very resilient. You are willing to be proactive and stepping into the unknown and seeing what you trust yourself enough to step into the unknown and go for it. Most people won't do that. And I was like, damn, son, you're right. I didn't even think about it. I just knew that I felt I needed to take action and go on this adventure. I didn't know anyone. I didn't know the language. I had only a certain amount of money. You know, I didn't have a work visa at the time. So I was hella illegal and so on and so forth. But I was like, I don't care. I'm going to do this. I feel the call. And I know I'm using that as an example. I know a lot of us are feeling the call to step into something greater in these times. But because there's all of this uncertainty and shift and change, we're shrinking, we're waiting, we're holding. We're like, well, I can wait. I can get more time. I can, and I'm like, don't do that. If you feel this, that this message is resonating with you in some way, you know. So step in, step in with me. So again, this is not to scare, it's really to inspire. It's really, I'm trying to help you see that there is ripe ground for growth and now is the time to seize the opportunity. I believe that you can trust yourself and what's resonating for you and find something in what I'm saying that does apply to where you are in your life. That might be relating to your intimate relationship, how you're parenting, the job that you're in, the business you want to start, the friendships that you want to call in or end. There's a lot of that. The same way I'm saying we're healing relationships and creating new relationships or strengthening new relationships. There's some relationships that need to motherfucking end, yo. Like end. (laughs) Thank you for what we did in exchange. And I'm not taking that into this new foundation and way of being that I'm establishing right now, right? And that's sacred too. I love to part relationships with a blessing and just being like, you know what? I know we both got what we needed. It's still stinging. It might be painful for a bit, but I know I'm going to see the truth and the greatness in this departure sooner rather than later. And every time I say that, it always happens. So if you didn't know, and I even delivered this as sweetly as possible, but I am really good at tough love. I love the, you know, the sweet moments and the I see you moments and the tender and the, you know, compassionate, as we would say, but it's compassionate to be really real. You know, some of us are sitting on our butts and we need to be going ahead to create. We have brilliant ideas and people have affirmed our abilities and we are still doubting. Why? Why are you still doubting? Yeah, I'm not waiting for permission this year. Are you? So if you do have some resistance to this message by default, no blame, right? I'm saying that our human brains have literally been trained and molded to sit and wait, fawn, flight, want to be saved, want to be cared for. We literally nurture our children in this way and our school system and our government, right? So it's all right. There's no blame here. We want ease and comfort. We want to resist struggle and hard effort. We want to set it and forget it. And this actually brings me to the next piece of this conversation around stability and forward movement. And that is this modern marketing, this online business world, really uh, exploits this human behavior, this human psyche, in my opinion, of wanting ease and comfort and certainty. And I don't like it. 
I don't like it at all. I think ease and certainty and let me follow and then I will arrive is what's creating the surviving energy as opposed to the thriving energy. There's a difference of having a whole damn itinerary that you need to follow for the week and feeling safe and there's a camp leader and all that camp counselor and you just getting a map and a backpack with your dog and like lighter fluid and being like, I'm going to go across these lands and see what happens in the wilderness. (laughs) I mean, you can prepare a little bit, obviously, with like a sleeping bag and, you know, things like that. But there's a different energy to it. And so this modern marketing world knows that they know that everyone wants to feel safe. You know, if you do any of these marketing programs, they're always like, what's the basic need that you are meeting? for your customers and clients. What is it that they deeply want to feel? And every time it's like safety, ease, belonging, like these things, which is true. That is the human dynamic. What I'm saying is when it comes to engaging and being proactive and creating your own stability, it's not looking for a framework to follow. You can't, you really can't because here's the truth. And I'm bursting my own bubble here. Not really, because I don't follow these things. You're funny, Ash. It's that anytime somebody, actually, I will give an example where I have kind of sort of done this because I want to share it with y'all. When, let's see here. Let me get back to my train thought. The truth is whenever you follow one of those 10 steps to do this, or this is my framework for that, and you're going to be able to do it in seven days or in 90 days, it's not true. People can tell you the steps or share you a map, but what you're healing along the way is what's going to make that shorter or longer for you because it's your unique path. That's what I mean about this. And we've gotten so used to digesting and our nervous system getting excited that, oh, there's a shortcut. Oh, there's ease. Oh, there's comfort. Oh, the government's going to do this. Oh, my job said they're going to do this, that we forget the process of actually following through those policies, those agreements, that plan, that structure, those steps, that framework, that program is going to ignite the things in you that are unhealed that tell you that you cannot. That's why you'll keep buying a program after another program after another program, thinking that it's going to show you how to run a business online and it's not happening, right? Because there's the things underneath you that have to be healed and brought to awareness so that you will follow through and realize what is for you. Sometimes, you know, if you're doing your personal work and then you see those steps, you follow the steps and you're like, cool, and I made it my own. And this is the reason why it worked for me. And they said this, but I didn't agree to it. Da da da. Cool. But more times than not, when you're buying these business programs online, you're looking to follow the programs you can get immediately to the money that you need for the safety that you're looking for. And you'll get, and I get them all the time when people reach out about conscious business, they're like, I bought this person's thing and I did this person's thing and it just didn't resonate. And I'm like, yeah, because it's reduced the spirituality, the energy, the human dynamic of your process, like entrepreneurship, whether you're a spiritual entrepreneur or not, it's a personal development journey. You're seeing what you're capable of to create the energy of abundance that you need to sustain your life and to contribute to your community and to create a legacy. That's going to shake your shit up, right? Because this is your time of stepping into this. Someone else did it for you in whatever way they could, whether that was a job or a business. So I say that to say, and I need to really write out more of the things I want to share with y'all around conscious business, but 
it'll never be said it and forget it. If you take anything from this, if you're feeling the inspiration to lean in and to start creating in this great time of upheaval and change, please do not run and look for somebody's 10 steps to having a 10K day. (laughs) You might download it. You might read it. Cool. And then think of what healing do I need to do? What ancestral wounds do I have? What personal traumas did I experience? What belief and mindset systems do I have that are preventing me from actually doing this on my own or even following these steps and expanding upon them in a way that's unique to the business I'm here to bring and the purpose I'm here to embody and the destiny I'm here to live, the contributions to humanity and my family around abundance I want to contribute, right? That's what's most interesting, you know? That's something that someone asked me the other day, what makes you different as a coach and a healer? And I was like, I don't know anyone who does what I do because it's my unique thing. And even if they do do it, they don't do it like me because we're different people. We have a different energy. We have different ashe. We have different ancestors. We have different all these things. And it's really this combination of the coaching that's needed, the different parts of you that have developed as coping mechanisms to this world also have a say. And how you show up and building and growing and expanding. But it's the coaching, it's the ancestral wound piece. And then it's the stepping into and folding all of that into a business that truly aligns with your core existence, why you got here. They're all connected. Our systems are being blown out because we see that it's still happening around how this country was formed. This control, this white supremacy ideology These are my, what did someone say the other day? The interests of the state, Ijoma. I'll have to put the link. She did a really amazing, and pardon me if those are not the correct pronouns because I haven't seen, I'm going to say them, pop up on my Instagram in a while, but they did. And so they were talking about, it's not about race, black and white. It's not. That's just the most reductive external indicator to let these ideologies live. So let's get that straight. I personally am really over the white black thing. I want to get into the deeper stuff that's continuing to perpetuate that fragmentation amongst us, which we will be doing here. Okay. But getting back, they, she, I'm going to use both now because I want to be as inclusive as possible, but y'all forgive me. should have done my research, but it's coming up. So I'm going to just keep rolling with it. That it's not about race relations. That's like the topic, the top level. Furthermore, it's about preserving. They're storming the capital because they're interested in preserving these ways of power and control that formulated this country. They don't want to give that up. And so that ideology, it's being protected by the state because the state has those same foundational interests, right? So this is not, we're literally fighting. Do we want to be inclusive and open up to the greater good of all Americans, regardless to race and class? Or do we want to keep this hierarchical system of control that is perpetuated by class and economics and race? That's literally it, in my opinion. And there's lots to say around that. I probably should have someone who really eats, sleeps, and breathes this from an intellectual perspective on as a guest. But let that thought come in. What are we really fighting about? And ironically enough, I'm recording this on Martin Luther King Day, birthday, which is today. And I never remember holidays. So I'm glad that the ancestors are reminding me this. I remember New Year's, my birthday and 4th of July, not because I'm patriotic, but because to me, the 4th of July means I can go to anybody's house 
anywhere, whether I know you or not. And you'll be like, come on in and have my barbecue. Like, I just love the warmth and the drunkenness and the community around so much jubilee around that time. I don't really care about the independence of quote unquote America, but I do appreciate everyone being drunk and happy. Yeah. So I'll put the link to that IGTV that she did. It really was interesting. I was like, we've got to get out of this, which takes me to the next point I want to talk about. Wait, before I move to that, (laughs) y'all, let me give you a few more. So around this idea that I just went through, what's still happening in my opinion is us wanting to be saved instead of being initiated into hunting for our own livelihoods. What do I mean about that? It means we are waiting for a man or the government or a business or another person, a woman, it could be anyone, but we are waiting for reprieve to come instead of being initiated. This is what happened a long, long time ago in all of our cultures when we all had indigenous places of living and tribes and clans and groupings. You went through rites of passages that helped you become a gatherer or a hunter or a seer or a healer or whatever it might be. This is our initiation to opt into stabilizing and creating for the future that we want. And right now that we need, because as we see, we cannot, even with new policies and government coming in, there's always going to be a way. We can never give our power away to being cared for by others 100%. It's our responsibility as individuals, as community, as groups. So notice how that works. It's our responsibility as an individual, as a community and a family and groups, all three of those levels, four of those levels, if you will. So this is an initiation into creating your livelihood and creating our livelihoods. And instead of learning to work together and deal with that, learning to trust ourselves, right? And then learning to trust each other and work together. A lot of us are talking about, we want to go back to being handed scraps by these companies and these governments. And I'm grateful to say that that's not going to happen. I'm also grateful to say we're going to take whatever we can. And also those things are not going to happen. So let's opt in. Yeah. There is, you know, as I was saying about online business and modern business, it thrives off of us believing we don't have what we need. We don't have what it takes. We aren't smart enough. We don't know the lay of the land. That's why there's the eight steps to this and the 10 steps to that and all of those things, which I'm not going to knock. As I was saying earlier, in my insiders community and also those who attended the Almost 30 podcast, shout out to them. They had a virtual retreat camp that I was a participant and a speaker on. And I shared with them all a mini ebook with me that I authored, I should say, that is called The Lay of the Lands, Eight Ways into Ancestral Healing. And it's not eight steps to do your ancestral healing eight steps to heal your ancestral trauma because there's not eight steps. There's a billion lifetimes, but it is eight ways for people can see the lay of the land, essentially the positions of the different ways into ancestral healing, not just the way that I do it, but also the depth of it. You know, there's so many different ways to get into it, which I'm going to do a separate episode on that and take y'all through it and then give y'all access to it too. I think that would be really fun. So just want to put that out there. It's not about following the steps. It's about exploring. That's what I want to highlight here. So the next thing I was forgetting that I wanted to tell y'all was how much energy I want to give a thing. So getting off of the IGTV reference, the more that we keep giving energy, and I know this is going to be so controversial, so I look forward to the feedback and the thoughts on this, but it is, I ask myself, how much energy do I want to give to things all the time? One, because I'm a 
conscious business owner and I'm managing my energy and my focus throughout the day. So I'm clearing, you know, my energy when I'm working with clients, I'm managing my energy to get through sessions and I get through, but to enjoy because I love my sessions. Sometimes I'm like, oh shoot, we're almost done. And I want to see what else your people have to say. You know, it's really amazing, but also so I can connect with my team and follow up on things I'm supposed to do and (laughs) submit things I'm supposed to give people and follow up with the lawyer and see the tax person and submit payroll. Like there's a lot of things with running a business that requires my energy. And let's not forget that I have a dog baby, right? And a new lover, shout out to him. So there's, and family, let's not forget that. Hey mom. So I think about how much energy I want to give a thing in my regular live life, but also how much energy am I giving towards these constructs and these ways of relating and being. If I continue feeding the consciousness of racism and separatism, I am giving that entity that's been created through the forefathers and mother and people of this country and in other places, because let's be honest, racism came way before when America was founded. It might've looked differently. It might've not been as crude or harsh, but it was also a thing. And it still is a thing in other places, colorism and the world right now. So it's not just to pick on America. And I'm also American. So a lot of my speaking and sharing is through that lens. It's also why my ancestors brought me back here. Okay, getting back on here. The more that I continue feeding that entity and that energy, the more that it's going to stay alive. Now, that does not mean that we bypass and we ignore it and we don't talk about it. Because let me tell you, there is nothing more fucking irritating to me. And yes, I said fucking, so you know I mean it. <laughs> is when you want to talk about something deep and someone keeps being like, oh no, that's negative energy. That is low vibrational. We're not going to talk about that. And that's like my spiritual Trump voice, okay? That's not what I'm talking about. We can totally talk about something, but I want to talk about it from the energy. I want to engage in it from the energy of healing and growth and new ideas to shift it forward as opposed to sinking into the shit and the arguing and the separate like i need us to find common ground i need to see what you are seeing and experiencing and for you to see and experience it as well and our behaviors and things begin to shift as a result and so when we're constantly focusing on in my opinion oh if that was black lives matters black people or people of color storming the Capitol, that wouldn't it wouldn't have went down like that. And I was like, I don't believe that's true. I believe that if it was a Black Lives Matters people, whether they were black, white, Hispanic, mixed, purple, blue, wearing blue, wearing black, it doesn't matter, but it's the idea that Black Lives Matters is fighting for. And this is what Ijoma was also talking about. So shout out to her for bringing this up because I was feeling it and I hadn't seen anyone say it. That's not the interest of the state and the people. And so therefore... It's not about the race. It was about the idea. People will fight over ideas more than anything. And yes, race is an idea. Oh, you see how tangly this gets? It's so interesting to me. Mm. Mm. Sometimes I see my energy as a pie chart. I'm giving, you know, 70% of it towards what I'm creating. I give 20% of it towards what I need to overcome in order to create. And then there's 10% of like give or take, right? Because that 80-20 rule is real. If I only give 20% towards what I have to overcome to create what I want, and the most of the time I'm giving it towards what I want to create, I see gains. I see peace in my soul and in my spirit, and I see gains 
in the materialism, the manifestation of what I'm going for, whether that's in relationships, whether that's in business, whether that's in apologies, whether that's in, which is also relationships, but just giving you examples to bring it to life. One other thing I wanted to bring up with creating stability and coming together in community is that I was telling someone during a consult that now is the time to, yes, build stability, but also create an empire. And they were completely triggered by the word empire. Understandably so, because we know what imperialism is, right? And what I said is we all know that we create our own meanings and energy words. And I know some of you are like, you can't just make your own definitions. Well, I disagree. (laughs) You cannot make your own definitions if you don't want to, but I'm making my own damn definitions of whatever the hell I want to. And let me tell you why. The energy and the tone of the energy behind a word matters. It's the reason why I could say fuck, 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 you know, and they all mean something different. Fuck, y'all. There's a show on Netflix called like The History of Words. It's completely not even that great, but I am curious about the history of words. Actually, it's the history of swear words. And I watched the first episode and couldn't get through it because it really doesn't give me any information. Like real information is more comedy, but it is true. They talked about how tone, cultural tone and how you say a word communicates what it means. And so when I talk about empire, I'm saying that it's not about the definition that white man and this white supremacy ideology culture has defined it. I'm defining it saying that underneath me are these businesses, these tools, these offerings, these services, these talents that I offer in exchange for something else to people. And that something else can be American money. It can be Canadian money. It can be Australian money. It could be a bartering of a different type of valuable thing. But that's what I'm talking about. What's underneath my belt? I don't need to conquer or put other people or other countries or other services from other people underneath me. I do not have a monopoly over ancestral healing. Nah, I don't. No one does, by the way. No one does. We all have a right to ancestor connection and healing and growth and to understand that for ourselves and to have access to it for ourselves. So I just want to put that little thing in there if you heard the bloop bloop. But what I'm saying is what I can put underneath my belt are the things that I am divinely blessed to carry and to do to sustain my life and to share that abundance with others. That's what I mean when I'm saying building an empire. I'll never forget the first, like, I want to say four or five readings I got from different people. They would always pull the Empress card. Always. They're like, you run economies. And I was like, I know, but I don't know. (laughs) And now I do know. I know. There's so many things I'm working on that I don't even talk about. You don't even see, you know, and I can't wait till when I can expose those things. But I want you to think about what is your empire when you look down at your feet of what have you created from the ground up that is benefiting you and so many others? What are those things? Let us define this within the context of the freedom that we all want and need. It's not about the old way of an empire. I'm talking about the new way forward. So there's that. All right, y'all ready for some takeaways because it is that time. Hopefully this comes through clear because I did have to pause it and do my thing. But, you know, this is season one. Hang with me, y'all. I appreciate it. And I look forward to seeing your words and thoughts. If you're listening to this podcast and it resonates, I would like to see that. Please share it on Instagram. Please tag me in something. Please screenshot it and do the thing because I just want to see it. It would be helpful for me. I would enjoy that and it would light up my spirit. (laughs) 
<laughs> Here's the takeaways. Besides the race relations aspect of what's happening, or including that if you want to, what trends are you seeing as it relates to the founding principles of this American country and our world that probably need to be dismantled, not just externally in the quote unquote culture, but internally in your own life? I don't even want to say besides race relations. Let's be honest. It's in there. I just consider the energy in which you're approaching it. And I think you're feeling the energy that I'm invoking in, which is the the energy of expansion, the energy of being courageous to look and to explore and to see how what is happening outside of us is happening inside. What's happening inside can be coming outside of us. Okay. Number two, what are you being called to do, but you're scared to do? as a result of creating stability and resources for you and your family and your community. You know, you can feel something that you've been wanting to do, but you're like, how? That's the question. How usually leads, connects me, and when I work with my clients, connects me to the energy of their fear. I feel that I don't know how to do it. How would I do it, Ash? How, how, how? And I'm like, I don't care about the how. I want to know, do you realize that you are the person to do it? Who are you? When you remember who you are, you can take steps. They're the perfect steps for you on your path. So what are you being called to do, but you're scared to do in order to create stability and resources for you, your family, and your community in this year, 2021? Number three, who do you need to be collaborating with and energetically aligned with to fulfill this together? What values do y'all hold similarly? And what differences can you appreciate and work with? This last piece, the differences, is so important because we think that like minds can only work together and opposites attract. Like we have yin and yang for a moment, for a reason. We have traditionally, not traditional, that's not the word. I don't want to say this. I don't know how to be politically correct here, but we have man and woman as far as the physiological pieces of our bodies for a reason, right? And that's not to ignore or discredit anyone who does not identify with those genders from a sex perspective, they fit together for a reason. Yeah. So when we open up to collaboration, we are calling in the people we're all going to be taken care of. What does that look like? And when you get into that, you'll probably get into what I'm going to be talking about in the next episode, which is healing sisterhood, healing community, healing trust, because we love to say that but then our actions don't fucking look like it. <laughs> this morning before I got on to record this, I spent a good deal of crying and understanding where I have been abandoned by sisters. Shout out to my girl Bella and her spirits for bringing this beautiful healing directly to my heart because I needed to see it. So we're gonna be talking about that next episode, I believe, unless the spirits give me something else. And then last question, what's stopping you from starting a side business? Yeah? Dead that shit, and I use the word dead it for a reason. Dead that shit by taking it to your ancestors. Write out all your fears about having a side business or something small or even something big, something huge. Write out your fears and ask them to show you how silly they are in comparison to your gifts, your purpose, your impact, and need to thrive instead of surviving in this world. Yeah? Last piece, y'all. Conscious business to me is about healing under the transactions, the healing that's going on underneath the transactions. And I think that that healing is more important, probably more important, yeah, 
than the actual business offering service or product, in my opinion. When most folks consider conscious business, they're thinking about charitable donations and buy one, we give one and ethically sourcing materials and not having sweatshops produce the products or the actual product is conscious, like offering coaching services to women and, you know, conscious parenting, being more present and open and caring to your offspring and things like that. Those are all conscious business. I hear you. And also, I think that being aware of who you are and the healing that's happening and how you're showing up and how you run your business is the most conscious part. And that your business is actually aligned to your purpose and your destiny and your gifts from your soul and also from your lineages. If you don't know this, I love conscious business. I think that it makes sense. We're doing all this healing and growth, personal growth for the culture, for our lives and our families so that we can enjoy. The myth, especially in American culture, is that if the quality of your life is improving, then you're healing and you're doing something right. And that's not true. We know a lot of multimillionaires or successful people, middle-class, great picket fence people, it all looks good. And in the inside, they're crumbling. You know, they're crumbling, they're alone. They're suffering and hurting. They are putting on the facade. They're maintaining day-to-day, right? They're functioning depressed folks or alcoholics or whatever it might be. And I've been in all of those positions, to be honest with y'all. And that is, it's a myth. But if we do the healing on the inside, the external does match it. And if you're doing that healing on the inside and the external is not matching it, this is a slippery slope. It does not mean that you're not in vibrational alignment because we are dealing with histories of oppression and systems that's been created to keep certain people, marginalized folks, black folks, people of color, women, right? In a place of poverty. So I'm not saying the inside automatically translates. And I'm saying the inside is absolutely required if you wanna go deep and have the external begin to match. If you go from the external in, I mean, you could do it. You could have everything around you look great. And then you now come inside and have to work on yourself. But I don't think it works that well. I'm going to come back and pick up on this at another time. I'm going to really mark this episode because that's something to dive into. I can feel the energy shifting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay, y'all. I hope that this episode is supportive for you, that it gives you something to think about as it relates to how you want to step into and continue stepping into and continue living into this year of 2021 in the idea of creating stability and connection within your community and your life and your family. We are not waiting. We are rising. We are being creative and we're seeing all of the possibilities in this opportunity. I'm sending you love wherever you are. May you continue healing and leaning in with courage and compassion. Have a great one, y'all. Ash is out. Hey, y'all. If you like this episode of It's Still Happening podcast, I would love to hear about it and see it all across the interwebs, okay? So you can find me at Ash Inspires on Instagram, on Facebook, and hey, Ash Inspires on Twitter. Go ahead and tag me and, you know, tell me, share with people what inspired you, what did my message stir up, and what are you thinking? What are you going to do about it? I'd love to know. And if you want to get more intimate with me, feel free to visit my website at ashleyjohns.com. Till then, be well.